Morning, church. I was, um, I was just kind of reflecting on the last couple of years just in the preparation for today, and I realized that we're, um, we're actually in the middle of a move of God. And I mean, I don't know what a move of God looks like to you, but basically, for me, a move of God is basically you see people being impacted in such a significant, genuine way that they'll never be the same again. And one of the things that I've, I've noticed in, in myself this year, and, and, and I don't know, it, again, we, we touched on it last week, is that there's this shift that is coming. There's this shift that is happening. And so as a result of that, um, I don't know, I, I, I've become more reflective and I'm thinking about, you know, this is where this whole now and the next things come from. You know, how, how great is it what God's doing in this season? But if this is our preparation season, then I, I have no idea what God's doing next, and, and, and I'm excited. And so, um, hmm. So what we're going to do is we're just going to chat as a, just as a church family for a bit, and I hope that's okay with you guys. Um, it, it's not really going to be a, a, a preach as such, if, if you know what I mean. Um, quite often I stand up and don't really preach at all anyway, but um, uh, this is just another one of those times. So I'd love for you to just um, take your seats and just relax and stuff like that as... Um, yeah, God bless. Thanks so much, worship. Um, we're starting to reach the community in a really significant way. Um, I don't know if you realise that or not, but um, the thing that I've actually come to realise is that um, small things will have big, big impact in our community. Um, about half past ten last night... Um, I was rung by um, a, a young Filipino man who, who spoke really broken English, and, and we sort of had half a, half a conversation, which was awesome. Um, but um, we're sort of going, well, what, what's, what's that all about? And, um, and he's, uh, hello, Pastor Ray. It's like, well, hello, you. <laughs> Hi, Pastor Ray. My name is, uh, and I can't remember his name because I'm from New Zealand. Um, and, then, um, and then we just had a, a quick chat and stuff like that. And um, it wasn't until the end of the conversation, he was wanting to come to church. I wanted to know if there was going to be a, a place for him. He's not here today, but like, there was actually a group of them, that, that are the Filipino um, community, that are really, really keen to come. And it got to the end, and I, I was sort of trying to suss out just exactly, well, it was so weird because we were talking about Filipino community like literally last week at church and about Winton and, you know, how... Anyway... Um, and um, got to the last thing, he said, oh, by the way, um, we're, we're the guys who play basketball outside every week. And I went, oh my gosh. So they play basketball when we sit up, they play basketball when we pack down, they play basketball during church and stuff like that. And I realised that it's actually just the interactions of you guys as you're going past on the way in, being friendly to them, smiling at them, saying hey. And as a result of that, they're, they're looking for church family and church community. And this is the power of what happens when we decide to do something together. And so I know um, if you've ever been, has it, anyone ever been in like really big churches before? Um, like really, really, like, you know. Um, vision offerings quite often sort of done um, in a slightly different way. It's quite, um, uh, like it's hypey and there's great vision and stuff like that. And it's done amazingly. Um, as, you got, as you guys know, um, Shan and I aren't really quite like that. <laughs> Um, so what we're going to do instead is we're actually just going to chat as a family. Because the great thing is, and what we've decided in the past year, and we, we know this, is that for the, for the people that have been coming along for sort of like two or three years, um, somewhere along the line we've gone from being a church plant 
I hope this works, I hope this works, I hope this works, I hope this works. To we're actually a, a church, we're, we're a church, we're a church family, we're a church community, we're a group of believers that have chosen to join together for God and for good. And so if that's the case, then we can chat as family, right? And so um, that's, that's pretty much what I'm wanting to do. Now, um, if you're expecting, um, I don't know, slides or results or anything like that, we've got numbers and stuff to go, wait, man, there's some incredible stuff happening in our community, but the thing is that I don't have to convince you guys of that because particularly for the large events, you guys have had to be there anyway. So we just um, like patting ourselves on the back and stuff, but there's been incredible things that have happened. We've, we've engaged the youth to the point that um, we've got 100% youth coverage. There's not a single young person in Cromwell that doesn't know who, who we are. Like not, a, not a single young person, we've got 100% coverage. And just chatting with some of the people around that, like that's incredible. Um, Friday night at the Pancakes, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see, um, you know, just the, the engagement that we have and just being present in the community has a huge effect. So anyway, this is our, this is our Vision Sunday. So this is how it's going to go. It's not going to be like some sort of amazing, here's our 26-step plan in order to get 7,000 people. My belief is, is that God is moving and our job is to actually shift ourselves with what God's doing. And so instead, what I've got is sort of like five touch points, like just things of like, what kind of church do we want to be? That's, that's I mean, that's, that's it at the end of the day. What kind of church do we want to be? And I really fully believe that what we do now positions us for the future. Um, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I believe that there's a season of preparation and there's a season of activation. There's a season where we come together and we um, encourage one another and we fan those gifts into flame, but there's actually an activation season as well. And I believe that that season is coming. And what does that look like well, on, on Sundays? It'll look like new people and new families coming in every single Sunday. That looks like salvations every Sunday. It looks like discipleship happening. It looks like baptisms happening after the service pretty much as often as we can do them. And so um, that's pretty much what I'm, um, what, I, what I'm wanting to talk about today, the now and the next. So season of preparation and then a season of activation. So it's really interesting. We're, we're, if you didn't know, we're a Pentecostal church. <laughs> that means one of those fire-breathing Holy Spirit, old-time Pentecostal. <laughs> the great thing is, is that there's actually a model in the Bible for what a Pentecostal, what an Acts church looks like, right? Um, the first thing is, is that there's, there's a time of encounters. So people come together and encounter the Holy Spirit, and it changes them in a radical way, right? That's the first part. Now, the thing is, is that when, it, when people think about Pentecostal churches, that's the part that they think about. But that's actually only the first half of the story. That's actually only the first part of the book of Acts, is that um, we're called to wait upon the Holy Spirit. And then when the Holy Spirit comes, the second part of what we're called to do as a Pentecostal church comes into place. And that's actually an activation. That means that's when the rubber hits the road. That's when we go out into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all that all that here, and that signs and wonders will follow those that believe. Like, this is the, this is the thing, is that there's, it's not just a holy huddle, but there's actually a, a, a community focus on here, and I just wanted to touch on that. So I wanted to touch on a different part of Acts 2. So Acts 2, at the start of Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes to the disciples, tongues of fire, speak in different tongues, like, it is awesome. 3,000 people come to be saved in one day. Who knows that that's a good day at church, right? <laughs> um, but the second half of Acts 2 is actually where I want to what I want to touch on now, because like I guess for if you've been hanging out with us for a bit, we love 
the presence of God. We love the encounter of the Holy Spirit. We love the fact that people's lives can be changed in an instant. And we love the fact that people's lives can be changed over a period of time. We, we, we love that. It's, a, it's amazing. But this is, this is my focus. So I wanted to read out of Acts 2, verse 42. Okay, so it's literally the, the very end of Acts, right? Uh, Acts 2, sorry. And it's called the Fellowship of the Believers. The NLT version actually calls it the Believers Former Community. So it sounds a lot like a church, eh? So th- this is it. So this is, this is the X version of what church should look like. And hopefully what you guys will see today is that what we're doing is we're just outworking um, what we really feel that God's called us to do, which is to build an X church, right? So this is it, X 2 verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. So that's quite good. So putting yourself in a space, a space, a space where you can learn something, putting yourself in a space where you can fellowship with other people, hang out with other people, have community with other people, well, that's awesome. To the breaking of bread, hallelujah, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. So there's this um, idea where there's this shared resource, like we, 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 we decide to pull that stuff together. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, so they decided to, to meet together regularly. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. What a great picture of church, that every time we meet together, we've got glad and sincere hearts. Man, I'm stoked to be meeting up today. I'm stoked to be... I'm stoked to be seeing my, my friends today. I'm stoked to be going deeper with God today. I'm sto- you know, it's that. It's, the hype is real, right? And so they broke bread, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. So that's not just the community of believers. That means that favour throughout all the land, right? And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love the fact that we're in an environment where we can see people saved on, on a Sunday. Uh, the stories that really get me cranking are the ones where people are talking about having great God conversations with people Monday to Saturday. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's what really fires me up because it's like we're going from being a group of people that join together to a group of people that are actually out on mission Monday to, Monday to Saturday. And I, and I love that. So the consequence of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the consequence of having an encounter with God is not just to seek more encounters with God. It's great and it's important that you do that. But actually the consequence of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the consequence of having the Holy Spirit in us, the consequence of us being an Acts church, the consequence of us being a Pentecostal church is that we're awestruck. We you know, our desire is to praise, our desire is to worship, our desire is to pray, our desire is to go deeper. That there'll be signs and wonders, we'll see healings, we'll see salvations, we'll see people radically change. That's, that's what follows those who believe. That there'll be a sharing of resources, so that means that that's what we do when we choose to tithe and we choose to give to the offering. I believe in tithing, I believe that um, it's an important discipline for us as Christians. But actually, there's an element of choice there as well. We choose to join together. We choose to pull together. See, the thing is, is that if you, if you look biblically, it, it's just as 
biblical to tithe to the poor in any way that you want to as it is to tithe to a church. And so the reason that we do it to church is because we believe in the mission that we've chosen together, right? So that's, you know, so there's no compulsion there. It's just a, a choice. I don't want to have to. I don't want to want to. What we do is we choose to do this thing together, right? See, um, for um, my senior pastor, Pastor Ian, says that the local church is the hope of the world. And the thing is, is that there's great and significant local churches all around the world. And one of the things and one of the reasons that Shannon and I are here is because we fully believe that Cromwell, that Central Otago, needed a significant, vibrant local church. And that's part of our belief, you know, and that's why we went to a region. That's why we didn't go to a city. We believe that regions needed to have these vibrant local churches. And that's still true. That's still a belief that we, that we have. And, and as a result of that, that's part of what we'll talk about today. I love the idea of Salvation's Daily. It's, it's really cool. One of the really great things that I've really appreciated about you guys in the last um, probably six months is that there's been a ton of people come up and ask about how you can do community. Hey, we'd really love to do this discipleship group, which is fellowship, which is community. Hey, I'd really love to, um, to run the Alpha courses. Well, that's discipleship. That's community. Hey, we'd really love to join together and have um, pudding once a month. Well, that's discipleship. That's community. All of these things are actually really important things. That's breaking bread together. That's doing fellowship together. That's specifically in the Acts 2 Day of Pentecost Church. So this is, this is what I want to talk about. It's not going to be like a 26-step plan, because what I believe is I believe more in preparation than planning. I believe that if we have the right um, attitude, if we have the right values together, it's not actually going to matter what it looks like. We're going to join together. So anyway, I've got some we want to. So we want to be. We want to be a church statements, okay? And, um, and I just wanted to talk to them just really briefly. Is this going to be okay for you guys? I can stop now, and that'll be fine. <laughs> Be okay with that. All right, Rubes, can you put that first um, slide up? Cool. Hey, so looking at that Acts 2 um, passage, this is the first thing. We want to be a church that is known for our encounter, and we want to be a church that's known for our community. We want to be a church that's known for being a place that people can come and meet God, whatever that looks like, whether it's the... um, whether it's just these amazing worship um, times down the front here, whether it's um, finding a word in season, whether it's healing, whether it's um, salvation, whatever it looks like. We need to be a church that actually provides those things. See, so, yeah, um, vision statement is seek God, love people, and build community. I believe that community and encounter need to be the markers of our services, that every time we come together, every time we meet together, the Holy Spirit's there. That the gifts of the Spirit are being activated. Not only that, that no matter who comes through the door, that they feel connected, that they feel loved, whether they're from, um, whether they're from Barry Avenue just down the road or whether they're from the other side of the world. And see, the thing is, because of where we are, because we live in Cromwell, because we live in Central Otago, Queenstown Lakes, we're going to be regularly hanging out with people from all over the show. We're going to regularly be hanging out and finding people that are on wilderness journeys that are sort of like out in the desert, they're out in the desert at the moment and they're not sure where they are or what their place is and we want to have a place for them. We want to be like an oasis. We want to be a church that's both wide so we can go out into all the world and reach, uh, and reach and preach the gospel but also we want to be deep. 
We want to create worship spaces that encourage people and equip people, and we make space for the Holy Spirit to move in a significant way. So that's our, that's our first statement. We want to be a church that's known for our encounter and community. Oh, just by the way, um, there's a pretty good chance that you may see yourself at some stage uh, today. Um, if you want to sign a model release form, that's great. Um, moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, next one. Thanks, Rubes. Um, we want to be a church that is outward facing. And by outward facing, what that means is that we're not a holy huddle. What that means is that we're actually looking outwards towards our community, towards our region, towards our nation, and going, man, how can we help? How can we engage? How can we, how can we actually um, build into what's happening around us? Now, anyone that's been around for a while will know that one of my favorite things to talk about is talking about walking towards the messes, being part of the conversations and the difficult conversations in our community. Uh, as a church, I really feel that we should be an open click. So what that means is basically we're tight, but there's always room for one more. So it looks like an open circle. So we're tight, but there's always room for one more. And we want to be known for great community connection, and I believe that that's something that we're doing really significantly over the last year. You see plenty of events that we've been a part of, um, part of the production at school, part of... Um, you know, some of the primary school stuff, like that, you know, some of these great events light up winter, um, we were there, <laughs> dancing, um, you know, all, all of these different things. Uh, next one, thanks, Rubes. We want to be a church that's known for our impact in the region. Um, Pastor Sam, our, um, our movement leader, often says we either need to save the city or we need to close our doors. Like that's our, and for us, our, our city is our region. Our city is um, Central Lakes. <laughs> um, that's it. Can we put him on the corner just so he waves the street sign over there? Yeah, no, we're glad you're here. Man, he's driving and now sign holding. I oh, love that guy. All right. Best door greeter we have, bar none. Um, So we want to be a church that's known for, for the impact in our region, the impact that we have in our region. So both in our school and community events, through stuff like, and um, through initiatives like Red Frogs. We want to be a consistent presence, so we want to be there consistently. So it's not just show up once, show off once, and then go home. It's actually being there, being part of the conversation, being a consistent presence in pretty much everything that we can be. And I know that we're doing that, and we're doing that really well. I, like most people, at, um, most people in the community um, think that we're bigger than we are. Most churches in that community think that we're smaller than we are. <laughs> and so we're starting to get um, these great community, um, these people coming to us in our community to fill a need where it's, it's sort of like, um, there's, there's just some amazing opportunities. Um, and the thing that I wanted to say is that through our serving, the community's going to have no doubt that God loves them. So through our service to the community, they'll have no doubt that God loves them. And it's that open invitation, that open conversation. You know, um, We can't be the ones to say who will come to church and who won't come to church, because church was for us, right? So if it's for us, it could be for anyone. Uh, next one, thanks, Rubes. We want to be a church that champions the next generation. 
Why is that? Because the next generation, because church will only last one generation after we lose the next generation. Okay, and so that's why we're unashamedly 100% for kids, youth, young adults, young families in our church. Why is that? Because the thing is, is that's our next generation. That's the generation that we want to rise up. Um, I don't know if you guys know or not. I'm not sure if it's actually um, 100% public knowledge yet, but um, uh, the Bible in Schools is actually finishing up at Goldfields at the end of the year. And so actually we, we now live in a region where our primary schools are essentially secular. Okay? And so as a result, and that's neither here nor there, that's, that's, just, what, that's just what it is right now. So there's no judgment, that's just the situation, right? If that's um, finished then my question is, well, who is going to reach the kids? See, at the moment, one of the things that we found when we first um, started Youth Group Arc, um, we'd, we'd tell stories like David and Goliath, and we're literally telling them the David and Goliath story for the first time. They're like, wow, I didn't know that that was where that saying came from. They thought that Jesus was burnt alive on the cross, which is um, crossing over two very worrying um, paradigms there. And so as a result of that, I really fully believe that one of the things that we need to focus on in the, next, in the next 12 months, 24 months, three years, is actually children, the kids. And we've started that with our kids, um, our kids stuff, but we can't finish with what we've started, yeah? And so who will tell them? Um, oh, crikey. The thing that, um, the verse that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this, like there's actually this real burden on my heart for this. Um, who will tell them? What I've found is that um, uh, in Ezekiel 22:30, it's a it's a verse that I, I um, one of my favourite people in the entire world are these things called these people called gap fillers, people who are willing to stand in the gap for a generation. And this is the verse that it comes from. Ezekiel 22:30 says, "I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap." This is God talking to Ezekiel, and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land, so that I would not have to destroy it but I found no one. So God's looking for people that can stand in the gap, rebuild walls. So we need to be builders in our community. So there's this one opportunity, Bible with school, Schools has finished up and it's at, or is finishing up and it's been a great, great initiative for a really, really long period of time. Actually, Carolyn, your mum's been involved with that for a long period of time, hey. So as a result of that, what are we going to, what's our response then? Our response is not necessarily to, um, to uh, petition the government. Our response is, well, man, let's create amazing events for kids that they can come to and hear some of these stories. That's proactive rather than reactive. That becomes us again rather than us versus them. I see things like the light party where as churches we've joined together, it's like, man, that's, that's incredible. We need to have more stuff like that. So as you guys probably know, later on, Nehemiah decides that he's going uh, to be the one, or God calls him to rebuild the wall. And he gets people together, and, then says, and it says in Nehemiah 2, verse 17, Then I said to him, You see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Look, we don't want to get to the point where Cromwell was in ruins as a result of um, just... Um, people not being active and building great, great things in our, in our region. Um, Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and we'll no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. So release Nehemiah to come. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. See, one of the things is that um, 
And then it goes, Nehemiah 3 is literally this huge long list of the people that rebuilt the wall. There's actually um, something on that, I think. I, I believe fully that these kids need Jesus. These kids need Jesus. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no junior Jesus. Kids can say yes to Jesus at any age. See, I said yes to Jesus when I was six years old, and it stuck eventually. And so what I'd love for us to do, and this is one of the things that are for our vision offering, this is one of the things that I want you guys to maybe consider prayerfully. It doesn't have to be today, but just over the next, um, next wee while. Um, I want us to have a children's worker. I would love for us to have a children's worker. The children's worker role is literally make sure we have a great Sunday, Sunday morning program, but then look at maybe a, a few events that we can do throughout the year that mean that there's going to be a great environment for kids to come to, that they can hear those stories, because if we don't tell them, then who will? If we're not part of that conversation, then there will be no conversation. And so um, what does that look like? Um, on a practical level, what it looks like is um, if, if five people, five families, five young adults, five whatever committed to $20 a week, we could have a children's worker for half a day a week. That would be enough for um, that would be enough for our Sunday mornings. That wouldn't necessarily mean the children's worker would be doing every Sunday, and that's not that's not the way that it should be either. Um, but that helped to facilitate great programs for us on Sunday. That helped to facilitate a couple of other events like Children's Day, like other things that we can do. So that's it. That's that's one of the things that I've really had on my heart is that if we committed to doing that together, we could have a children's worker. Um, for youth, we've got CLT funding happening, we've got gatherings happening, we've got Summer Revolution happening, we've got Revolution Tour happening next year. I don't know, if, have we announced that here yet? Maybe, maybe not. So next year, we've actually got the Revolution Tour coming. It's something that Charlie, uh, my daughter Charlie's been um, praying for for about six months now, roughly. Oh, and Rota, sorry. That's one of the things that they've been praying for, by the, oh, just by the way, Mirani, just so you know. <laughs> by the gate. And off one conversation at conference, Revolution Tour is actually coming. What that means is that there's actually going to be a significant Christian presence in all the schools in Central Otago um, term three of next year. So the schools tours basically go in and give a, give a message of hope, give a message that you are not worthless, give a message that you have value, give a message that it's time to stop the bull, which is like stop bullying, uh, give a message that you, you, you have a right to feel good about yourself. And off the back of that, then there will also be an event that happens where I believe that we'll have four to 500 young people coming together to hear a message of hope, to hear the good news. See, the thing is, and that's a, is that we only have to have one event like that, and that, that would significantly change our region. Like one event like that would change our region. Our first gathering changed our school. Three years ago, our first gathering changed the school. It was never the same again. So there's that coming up. Um, we want to be a church that builds great families. And um, thanks to Tim and Sarah, they've, um, they've um, championed the marriage course this year. Um, we'd like to do um, premarital counselling. There's a, there's a um, thing that I'd like to do, uh, do called Symbus, which is a type of premarital counselling, which is pretty cool. Um, and creating significant family events. And that's why we do what we do. So you see stuff like Christmas and Easter. You see stuff like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Children's Day. There's a reason that we're doing those events. They're the events that build families. They're the events that whole families can come together on that day. They're the events that create memories and stuff like that. Um, finally, last one. Thanks, Rubes. We want to be a church that advocates for significant, vibrant churches in every community. 
So what does that look like then? It means we want to support church planning locally. Uh, I fully believe that there's actually going to come a time where we're going to start supporting other church plants in Central Otago, Queenstown Lakes. I believe that there's going to come a time where we're supporting a church in Wanaka. I believe there's going to come a time where we're supporting a church in Queenstown. I believe there's going to come a time where we could even support a church in some of the other areas and regions around. Why do I believe that? Well, that comes back from our belief that at the end of the day, we're believing that there's a time that there's going to be and need to be significant, vibrant churches in every local community. So we support church planning locally. We support church planning nationally. So part of what we do as a church is we actually give to a national vision offering. So like it's, it's, our, it's our, building off, uh, our vision offering at conference. And off the back of that, it supports new church plants uh, all around New Zealand. And then finally, we want to support church plants internationally. See, there's... Um, um, local churches and local communities. Um, the, the picture behind us there isn't actually our church. You probably have realised that by now. Um, this is a church in Manila. This is Equippers Manila. This is one of our sister churches. Pastor John is, um, um, you guys might have seen, uh, we showed a video a while ago of Pastor John with his suitcases. So they started with just four of them. This is their church now. Um, this is a, quite a recent photo. This is one of three campuses. <laughs> in Manila, where they thought that there wasn't going to be a church available. There wasn't going to, they, did, they weren't sure one church would be enough, let alone, yeah. And actually there's church planning that's happening at, in Europe, Asia and South America, and that's just um, amongst our, our movement. And so there's a vision offering that we give each year for our national and international initiatives for church. So that's, um, that's basically all I really wanted to say. Um, for today. Um, those, you know, we want to be a church that's known for our encounter and community. We want to be a church that is outward facing. We want to be a church that's known for our impact in our region. We want to be a church that champions the next generation. And we want to be a church that advocates for significant, vibrant churches in every community. Um, Shen, if, if I can get you to come up and let's... What we're going to do, and this is, this is, this is how we're going to do our, our vision offering. I know it's um, not we don't want to make one moment the moment, um, but on your seats, there's actually like a pledge form or, or like a vision of, of an envelope. And all that we want you to do is that if you've been praying about it and you've, um, and you've had a chat and stuff like that and you're ready to give, um, that's, that's awesome. We so appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll put that over. But for some of you guys, some of you guys may actually want to go away and, um, and talk with your, your partner or whoever that person is in your life and just have a chat about, um, have a chat about if the vision of the church is something that you'd like to give in, give in to. Um, there's no compulsion. We, we love you guys. You're a part of our church. It's, it's, it's awesome. But what we're doing is we're wanting to prepare ourselves in this season for the next season. And so that's what we're believing for. Those five um, statements are the five statements that are, I believe are going to propel us into that next season. Um, so I'm actually going to get Shannon to pray. I'm going to get Shannon to prophesy. We're just going to take up our tithes and offerings in a minute as well, which is in the buckets. The buckets will go across and stuff. But um, if you need to take time, I don't want you to, I don't want this to be a pressure thing for you. Um, like, uh, actually, that's not my heart at all. Um, they'll be available for the next, um, the next three or four weeks, all right? 
Um, but just make sure if you're wanting to give towards the vision as opposed to a normal offering, um, just use the little envelope things. God bless you guys. We're so thank you that you're on, uh, we're so thankful that you guys are on part of the journey with us. Um, I'm actually going to get Shannon to pray and prophesy and uh, finish in prayer. Father, we just thank you for all the things that you've done. Lord, that um, the journey that we've been on as a church for the past years has been just incredible. We never thought it would be who we are right now. But Lord, we know that there is so much more. We know, Father, that, that you have so much more. And it's not, not for us, Father, but you have so much more for the community. You have so much more for families, for our schools, for our workplaces. Because your heart is that not one shall perish that each one will know you, that they'll know the hope, that they'll know the peace, the love, the purpose that is found in you, that they'll come to know you intimately and walk with you daily, because you love them. And so Father, we thank you for all that you've done, for the lives that have been changed, and for the community that's been impacted so far. But Father, we just call them the next. We call on the next season that you have for us. That you have for our community. That you have for our families. Lord, we know that you're not finished. And we know that what you have in store is good. And so, Father, we just call it in. And as we give this morning, Lord, we take what we have. And we say, Lord, we partner with you. We trust you with this next season. Have your way in this season. We trust with you. We, we partner with you. We co-labor with you. We thank you for your resource. And I want to just say, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, church, I just have the sense that this is like a catalyst movement that that we're standing in this spot right now, we're going to look back into our months' time and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe what God did. I can't believe what God did in my life. I can't believe what God did in our church. I can't believe what God did in our community. And there are going to be opportunities that are going to come for people in, in, in their workplace that are only a God opportunity that you're going to go, oh my gosh, this door I thought would never open has opened wide. And like not only just like opened wide, but like blown wide open. The door is like gone. God has just smashed it and barriers and walls that had been in place and then look at there. And I see in the families, people are gonna see salvation of family members who are seen so tough and so hard and just like if you were to have a list of unsavable people, they would be there. But I see God just doing an incredible work and softening people's hearts. I see lost children, the prodigal sons and daughters coming home. Not just, not just kind of like skulking in the back door, but running home to the Father's arms. And I see opportunities opening up within our community that we've never seen before. I see his name being declared and glorified in, in every sphere of our society. And we're going to look back on this moment and go, I cannot believe what is that God has done. I cannot believe that he can do that. 
Father, we thank you, Lord. We stand here right now in this moment. And we say, Lord, we're open to all of this that you have for us, all of that, that it is that the next season entails. Because we don't even fully know what to grasp. We can't fully grasp what that is that that looks like. But you do. You do. And so, Father, we say, direct our steps. Direct our steps. Give us courage and boldness to step into all of this that you have for us, Father, as a church your children and their families and their communities.